I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Born May 17th in Riggins, Idaho, he is a stand-up comedian who you've seen in such specials as Revenge is Near, Crazy with a capital F, Don't Wake the Bear, Maybe I'm the Problem, and Get Out of Here Devil, as well as hosting one of the more popular podcasts on the internet, Time Suck. Please welcome, longtime friend of the show, Dan Cummins. God, that was a good run. Hey, I was rubbing you off right there. <laughs> you were. That was so nice. That was so nice. No, man, I, uh, the, the fandom is, is mutual. I always, I always uh, appreciate that very much from you. Well, you listen, Dan. You've been killing. You've been, by the way, you need to get your ass back to work. You've been doing nothing but gallivanting about this planet. I know. I just, I just uh, today, um, uh, is, is back to work. I um, yeah, it was a nice break, almost like three weeks. I was able to get ahead on everything, and we went to uh, England, uh, Scotland, Iceland, and then um, and on the way back, uh, New York, and caught caught Rage Against the Machine the other night. I that was that. fantastic. So I had three different friends. I had you there, my friend Dane from Brooklyn, and my friend FM Up Chuck. And and I literally was like, it was too deep into the night. By the time I saw all three of you guys posting, I was like. Man, I sure would have liked to get all three of these guys together because you guys are. Trust me, you're. You would have found it. It may have become the unholy trinity best friendship ever. <laughs> and that, uh, uh, I heard the show was incredible. Show, oh man, I mean, and I know you go to so many more shows. You go to more shows than I do, but it's like uh, there was just something. I mean, back when they were making albums, you know, so long ago now, making new material, it was something so special about them. Whether or not anybody, you know, you, you agreed politically with their message or whatever, it's like the emotion behind it. Right. Tom Morello right. just riffed. And there's just no other band like them for me and hasn't been since. Yeah. And ah, they were better than ever. It was just really incredible to see them perform. Well, and you think about when Rage was, was first starting, that the, the social thing wasn't a, a deal. And right? now you see people who are, they know they've seen the T-shirts, they like the way it sounds or whatever, but they're like, they come out of there, like, and somehow they're stunned. They're like, what's up with the politics? And I'm like, are you paying no attention? Were well, you paying no goddamn attention right, whatsoever? right. right. That's like just going to, you know, the shady lady, and you're like, what's with all the nipples and areolas, and God damn it. <laughs> right. You're just, what are yeah, you doing? It's, yeah. It's, cra- it's crazy how timeless it is, too. It's like the songs were written, you know, I don't know, t- over 20 years ago now, but they yeah. feel like they were written yesterday. Yeah, well, look, F you, I won't do what you tell me is a timeless statement. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It is pretty funny to see uh, an arena now full of like um, middle-aged men like myself yeah. uh, scream that. Pretty, pretty, pretty epic. Yeah, a lot of, well, lot of dad, lot of dad anger. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. Like a lot of pretend, a lot of wives being pictured at that moment. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and a lot of like rage against the machine, like, you know, F you, I won't do what you tell me. And then like, I'm going to go back to my 401k and I'm going to go back to like, <laughs> like yeah, it's so, like rage against the machine, but don't mess up my social security. Come on. That's a little less rage. That's a moderate rage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, moderate rage would be a fantastic uh, tie. That'd be a good title for another special for you, which are you gearing up for one? You know, I, I, I'm recording, I've been doing this Symphony of Insanity tour for a while, and we're going to record that material in December in Minneapolis. And uh, I got to, actually, that's funny, my agent was just asked the other day, he's like, we got to come up with a new tour concept, and because we're doing a bunch of theater dates next year that you have to, because of uh, everybody getting back out there after the COVID stuff, they're kind of bottlenecked. So you got to, like, get bookings way in advance now. Yeah. Think of the tour name more in advance. And uh, in my head, all I have right now is burn it, burn it all down. Yeah. Is it possible next uh, and, and get a little crazier? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think it's it's a perfect thing to go out and do time suck if you can and you feel good about it. Do time suck in the afternoon and then do a show, the second show basically, of comedy. And I think you're I think people would lose their goddamn minds. Yeah, we've done the the multi the trick with time suck is just it is just an actual time suck. Sure. <laughs> like sure. Ec- extra material together, but I've done those in the past and it was fun to do the uh to do the the podcast and the stand up, well, and then I um and then I took on too many podcasts, but but maybe now I'm down to two. Now I'm down to two again. Just scared to death and time sucks. So we'll see. We'll see what's uh, possible. So let's talk time suck. What do you got coming up on time suck? Because okay? you know it's serial killers, it's conspiracies, paranormal cults, all the, all the stuff we both love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this week um is a ridiculous one. Just like uh, a, a very little known cult. This um, Terry Hoffman character, and it was like Conscious Development was the name of her small cult. But I like it with a, a different angle. It was the New Age instead of coming from like one of the old religions. Nice. And uh, she came out of these uh, – and New Age comes out of uh, – Madame Blavatsky was this 19th century Russian-born lunatic who in like the East Coast, like the spiritual movement and everything, she got really into these, this talk of like people living in Atlantis. And the Lemurians living uh, under the earth and all these root races and channeling these ancient masters, like all this wacky stuff that morphed into New Age. Right. And that's what uh, this lady ran, ran with in the 60s. And she had at the height of her following, I guess, I'm just amazed what people can pull off. She had intelligent people, like people with like Ivy League educations and, and all these things in this like basically like church basement vibe type room uh, fighting black lords fighting invisible spirit beings from another realm and with like fake swords and fake shields and like doing like karate moves, like Napoleon dynamite kind of just level of sadness. And they had to fight these invisible beings because if they didn't like earthquakes would happen and people would die. (laughs) By the way, could she see the beings, but, or could, Oh, of course, of course, but nobody else. So basically it was the, the church of live action role play. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was a bunch of like LARPers yeah. and like this, this weird, but like, it was amazing. It's amazing how they can like in- infect people's minds. Sure. And, and rather than her, her thing having this big Jim Jones, you know, Jonestown kind of ending, she did get followers to kill themselves from suicide, but like, but like slowly one, you know, like over many years and she would convince them to sign all of their will, uh, assets over to her. And then take themselves out. Wow. She was she was like a witch. Like she could just worm your way into your head with all this crazy talk. God. And then get you and, and then and then she she never got in trouble. She lived until her older years and uh 
yeah, it's just, it's just one of those like weird little known stories. But you, when you dig into the details, like, man, how did she convince people of this stuff? Well, that's it. That's always my thought as I go, well, I mean, again, you know, obviously the most most recent thing we've seen is the, the crazy QAnon bastards where you're like, you're like yeah. satanic cannibal pedophiles. I just I just feel like you just, it was it was so over the top and their their right. belief system became so devout so fast. But they're the kind of people that would point and mock the Manson family. And you're like, you, you really you don't see how this is all working out. Right. Like you're, you're right. you literally have no basis for anything you're saying. But you're so goddamn crazy. You you you've, you completely have been consumed by it. But it was basically brainwashing. Uh, just yep. like we saw in Social Dilemma, the documentary, being fed yep. the same thing over and over again, and then your mind starts to believe that that's because the whole world believes like you believe. Right, right, exactly, yeah, we, and, we're, and we're seeing that, yep, that stuff more now, and it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon, yeah, it can be in religion, it can be in politics, like sure. any kind of belief system, and yeah, the internet is really like, we can see some of these cult leaders we've studied that were active years ago, if they would have had access to the internet, oh. they would have been much more successful, actually, Teal Swan it's kind of a, a little rising star in that world of building a little new agey cult. But yeah. Here's the new yeah. weird I was look I was reading about the other day. Have you seen that and, and they're throwing the word cult around, so I don't know how real that is. But the seven sure. M films, the TikTok dancers that they, they their friends and family have been cut off from the dancers, the TikTok dancers, and now their friends, their families are like, This is a cult. This is definitely a cult because they're being isolated and told not to contact people. Yeah, I get it. Is I mean the the term is pretty loose, you know, like yeah. cult, you know, cult like behavior. But yeah, I mean, basically, it's like uh, whenever you're being told that you have to cut off contact or, or pressured, highly pressured to cut off contact with people who don't believe like you do, and people who question your guru's teaching, you're you're definitely in like cult ish waters. Right, right. Well, they're, they're, those are always the hallmarks, right? And if you just join the show, the great Dan Cummins from Time Suck and. We're talking about these cults. Well, and if you're a fan of Times Like You Know, it, it's always isolating. It's always one guy who can get, deliver you. Uh, it's always lost people who need there's some kind of a tribe to put together. I mean, and face it, we've been doing this since the beginning of time, since we, we came out of the primordial ooze. You know, we skin color, religion, height, whatever it is, sexuality, yeah. sports ball teams. It doesn't matter. We're, everybody has to have their group because they're so terrified to stand on their own. Right, right, yeah, just the, the long, I mean, there, there's a topic I'm doing coming up in a few weeks, just prepping it now, have it recorded, but this guy, Clark Rockefeller, was what he was known by, and he, the story came out in 2008, and it got overshadowed by Jody Arias and a lot of other things, but he was uh, really this Christian Gerhard Strider, and he was this, uh, he was the original Anna Delvey, like the, right. the Drifter. inventing Anna, the whole, he was like the, the OG version of that, and much more successful, and he just preyed on people um, he chose this name Rockefeller, and he prayed like got people who were in that East Coast hoity-toity, high social circles, private clubs, and things where that name carries a lot of weight. Right. And and he just got people to want to be his friend because he was supposedly a Rockefeller and supposedly wealthy and had all these crazy. He didn't have anything. It was all nonsense. He was like, you know, working class German parents. I mean, the whole backstory was. And he and he got this woman to marry him who is one of the world's like leading financial kind of an, an investment strategist now, like a, a very intelligent person, but she wanted to be part of that social circle. And that desperation gave him an in with her. It's just, um, it's crazy how these people, they can get you, they can get anybody. Sure. If, if you just allow yourself to uh, want, want something too bad and kind of force it, whether that's romance, or somebody dangling the carrot of like, you know, riches, they're going to make you rich if you just Indeed. do this. 
And then spiritual is the big one, you know, because uh, people, when they get a lot of smart people, they get a lot of money and they get romance and they get all that, but they feel empty inside and they want more. And here's this guru with all the answers. Right. We're always looking for the answers, aren't we? And the truth is, it's it's the hole that you can never fill with sex, with religion, with drugs, right. with alcohol, with fame, with money, whatever it is. You keep trying to stuff that hole full, and it never fills up. There's only and and you know there's, that's another philosophical talk, but that's that's the the great uh, the the wound that will not heal. And then the guy who says, "I can do it." Or yep, the and that's the guy to be scared of. Yeah, it's the person with the easy answers, no matter what it is. You know, it's, the, the person's like, oh, get out of here. You don't have to do that workout. I got this. Just take this little, you know, tablet or whatever. <laughs> totally. It you works. know, it's like it's, yeah, yeah, that yeah. person in all their various forms. Oh, what are you doing with that stock market stuff? I got you. I got this fun. It'll crazy return on your investment. Yeah. Like that person always deserves uh, a punch in the face rather than <laughs> now let's, let's, them out. Let's talk killers now. Who's on, who's on your Ooh. list right now with cereal? Randy Kraft. Have you heard of him? The scorecard killer? Yes, he was. He was a. Uh, what was he killing? Was he in the seventies? Yes, and 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 in the early eighties, okay. and he had quite quite the uh, the run, the span of his killings. I mean, uh, yeah, seventy one all the way through eighty three, and they and they're they're pretty confident. I mean, he got convicted of sixteen, but but they think definitely over sixty. And and because he kept notes in the form of like a scorecard that was uh, it was coded, and they think that they think that they broke it right. Yep, exactly. They found it in his car when they arrested him, and uh, and I mean, and he got he finally got caught when they arrested him. But he would push people out after sexually torturing them in Southern California, like boys and men. He would have them in his car, and then he would push them out as they drove down the freeway, uh, rather than like you know go bury them or, or or try and you know hide the body. And he got pulled over for a DUI. He was dry, He was driving hammered drunk with a dead guy in the passenger seat that he had just killed. I thought you were going to say he got pulled over for littering. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, man, you can't dump these bodies anywhere. You got to get a form. What are you doing? Yeah. So, so, so that's and that's how it all went down for him. Like the the, the cops, like, and oh, your buddy is dead as can be. He, he acted surprised, surprised too. He's like, what? Like, I, <laughs> he was. I thought he was sleeping. Like he, the guy had like a ligature around his neck and everything. He's like, what? <laughs> oh my um, god steve is dead steve is yeah dead. he said he said later in his trial that he was trying to take that guy to the hospital and the police <laughs> interrupted him i found him <laughs> on the highway good yeah. Samaritan. yeah it's it is it is that's the terrifying part of life like people yeah. being stupid i've grown numb to you know the joiners right. the people believe anything but the uh the, th- the thing that does really creep me out in this world is serial killers don't always look like serial killers that they're nope. and, and the people the 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 minds of human, like somebody looks so normal and you find out later that, man, there are people that have barely contained the evil all of their lives and they walk among oh, yeah. us and they drive cars and have jobs and they go to all the same places and do the same things we do. Yeah, but this guy, this guy had a great job. I mean, everybody was shocked, you know, that classic thing of like family, friends, you know, he compartmentalized. So he had, you know, relationships, long-term relationships and he would do this <laughs> stuff. His partner was at work and, uh, and, and he didn't, you know, like, I think we want to tell ourselves with serial killers, well, if we avoid certain situations, you know, and just make smart choices, they won't, uh, they won't get us. But no. some of his victims were just people having drinks at the bar, and he would just uh, – his, his M.O. was he would put Valium. He would put a, a spike dr- uh, drinks with Valium and get you woozy and then tie you up and then, ooh, buddy. 
Once, yeah. once we're tied up, it was rough riding with that guy. Yeah, well, same thing with, uh, uh, um, oh, dude. Uh, Bob Bordella? Bob Bordella here. Yeah. You know, that, uh, you know, because that's so close to home, I've gotten super deep into that. Oh, yeah. And, this guy reminds this guy's similar, actually. This guy, there's some similarities as far as the sexual torture. I mean, it was just un- unreal just how heinous it was. He, uh, he uh, emasculated, I think, is the most, um, uh, what is it? Sensor friendly phrase I can use for what he did when he removed some genitalia. He would cut, he would mutilate and cut off their their penis and testicles. Yep, while while they're and he would he would uh, his thing was he wanted to keep them alive for that. Oh, good night. Yeah, and he he would get he would get really specific. Like I always I'm fascinated by the weird details where like a lot of guys he removed just their left nipple. Like, like at what point did he have a bad experience with a left nipple? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) where he's like. He's like the right is cool. The right nipple—I got no problem with the right nipple. Whoa, that left one—that really uh, grinds my gears. Have you ever managed to get a serial killer on Time Suck to get to do a collect call from a prison and and get someone to to do an interview? I've thought about it, but here's the thing with these uh, people—I I just I, I have considered it numerous times, but it's so rare to find one who is willing to be honest about what they did. Right. Like the kind of questions I would want to ask, I, I feel like it'd be a very short conversation and I'll watch interviews with them and they get, they don't want to give you the answers you want. Like 99% of the time they want to pontificate about how smart they are, how right. great they are. They want to lie. And then when the interviewer gets you know insistent on like, yeah, but what did you do to this girl? Then they're like, all right, we're done. We're done now. Right. Right, they want you. They want to be self-aggrandizing. They, they're because they're true sociopaths. They're they're complete yep. psych, psychopaths. Yep. I mean, this Randy Kraft. I mean, they had so so much evidence on this guy. To this day, he um, <laughs> he refuses to take any responsibility for the crimes. He's still in prison in San Quentin, and and he claims that uh, you know because he was gay, that's why the police have accused him of over sixty murders. Because you know because that happens almost every day. I mean, every day. The police are grabbing some random fizz and be like, hey, you're gay? So you, we know you killed at least 60 people. <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> you were, Sorry. You're, you're poor kids. Like, I just think about them growing up and, and the, the, all that they're learning, which is all truth. But And you're right. their dad. And I'm like, I'm like, just, you know, because what do you, you have a girl and a boy? You have, what do you have? Yeah, yeah, boy, girl. Yeah, boy, yeah. Girl, yeah. Tyler and Rose 14. Yeah, and you poor girl. Like, I mean, your son and you, I know, that'll be fine, I think. But girls, like, she has got to be, at this point, so tough, and also she's got too much information, too much. Right, right. You know? Yeah, they're both, they're both pretty jaded with that kind of stuff. They're, I would say they are harder to shock than the average 16- and 14-year-old. And it's, it's a lot of, like, I, I've been so nonsensical with them, too, sense of humor-wise their whole childhood, and then with all this kind of, like, crazy true crime or whatever, it's just like a thing that they know that dad is a habitual line crosser in conversation. Right, right. And they and they barely react now. It's like we'll be having dinner somewhere, and I'll just say something crazy, and it's it's sometimes it doesn't even get acknowledged, other than maybe an eye roll, and other times it's like too far, too far, and then they just like keep going with the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's kind of like I'm the child. I, yeah. I'm I'm their kid who uh, doesn't know boundaries. Yeah. But you know what? I bet they're going to have great lives. In all honesty, like they've already seen like this. There's a, such a truth to the way you guys have always lived. What was the weird game you used to play with your son? It was was a hide and seek, but it ended in violence. Like what was the? 
There was. I don't remember. I some, don't doubt that. There was some I don't game doubt for a second that happened. Oh, I would chase him around and like, yeah, like crazy tickles, like play like a like a taunting song. Yeah, it was um, something that you were telling me about, and and your daughter got you one time. Oh, that's a terrible way to bring up a story. I apologize because I can only <laughs> no, remember. No. I can only remember a part of it. I remember thinking, what a crazy goddamn family I'm talking about right now. Yeah, yeah, we do, we do, uh, yeah, taunt each other for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of any like recent tauntings on vacation. It was more, it was more just a lot of threats. I think, I think the only thing I did on vacation that really got them to actually get embarrassed was we got on one flight and it was super hot. And I just, um, I took off my shirt, like most of my shirt. And, then just, <laughs> <laughs> and I was so sweaty and I did it knowing that it was not okay. And, and they, at that point they were, cause now other people can see what's happening. And they were just like, no, 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 dad, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> How long? How long was your shirt up before they made you put it back on? Oh, just a, I, I just a few seconds. I just, I just wanted to get the reaction, but it was, uh, <laughs> but it was good. <laughs> but that's a lot of it now. Is like, and I notice, um, you know, a lot of talks about like when friends come over. I got to agree, not. To, I got to, I got to rein it in when the friends, when new friends come over, for sure. Sure, sure. yeah, yeah. Because they're gonna go back and tell dad what you said, tell mom what you said, and then there's gonna be a whole weird explanation. You know. Well, they just don't, yeah, they just don't, <laughs> they just don't want me to like embarrass them, but yeah. it's, uh, which I get. It is a funny age that way. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You Have you guys, by the way, on, have you, Dan, have you gotten into uh, televangelists? Much. Have oh you... yeah, I'm fascinated with like the the pastor Kenneth Copeland. Yeah, uh, he's a he's he's the most fun to listen to of all of them, Kenneth Copeland, because he's the most yeah, he hateful, rotten bastard. But his voice is so much fun, and the stuff he says, you're like, it, you could it would be it wouldn't even work in a movie. It's so absurd. Right, right. He was. I mean, he, he's speaking in tongues stuff, and they remixed some of it into these really funny songs, actually. But uh. There was one sermon where he was just, he was rebuking everything. Yeah. He was like, make sure that you're healthy, I guess. You know, you got to re- get the cell, you got to rebuke. And, and it was like, I, you know, I, re- I rebuke you, cancer. I rebuke you, heart disease. And then he Wind. just kept getting like more, like smaller. And eventually he's like, I rebuke you, plaque. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, Peter Popoff has been my favorite right now. And so I Ooh, the Russian guy, the, the faith healer, dude, right? Yes, he is my favorite. So here's a great thing about him. Once you get into his system, you can turn your friends over to him. And I'll li- and then you say what's wrong with them. So my girlfriend is a chronic self-polluter and, uh, yeah. and a masturbator. I'm a gambler. And I just put people's names and their addresses <laughs> on. And, and, he, and he just ramps this up and he writes these crazy letters. And it's obviously all, it's actually text, but it looks handwritten. And it's just, sure. it literally is so, I cannot get enough of these envelopes, man. He sent me little plastic corn. He sent me his magic miracle water. He sent me all kinds <laughs> oh of fantastic God. stuff. It's, it's never, you need to get on the Peter Popoff website and get yourself signed up so you can receive these and read the letters on Time Suck. I think, I think that we did, um, let me see if this is the right, yes. Yes, we did, because I've looked into other guys on the Secret Suck, on the Patreon version of Time Suck. We'll do, like, smaller 20, 30-minute dives on people. Yeah. And I and I have done Peter Popoff. Yeah, these space healers, and they got real big during COVID with their mineral, like their... Yeah, miracle water. Miracle water. It's like yep. bleach water and stuff, and yep. it's like... What's his name? Got in trouble for that. Pat Pat Robertson? One of the one of the ones that's been around forever. No, no, Jim Baker. Jim, Jim Baker, Baker yeah. got... Uh, I it's love colloidal him. silver they want you to drink. Yeah, yeah, and that stuff will literally turn you blue like a smurf. You yep. remember seeing those people online God. that they they, they yep. took too much colloidal silver and it permanently colored their skin? <laughs> right, it'll kill you. Yeah. Or yeah, or like yeah, it color your skin. And I just I just love um people's obsession with uh, these conspiracies which ties into these preachers. They 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 want you to believe that, you know, big pharma is I mean, like I think big pharma is is terrible in a lot of ways. And I think they're the way it's tied with the stock market and drives these crazy prices up is, is right. horrible, like criminal in a lot of senses, where they're withholding medicine from people who need it because it's so expensive. But what I don't think is that all of the pharmacists and pharmaceutical reps and researchers and scientists and doctors in the whole world get together and we're like, hey, we know that there's this easy bleach water cure right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but we're I not going to let anyone access it so we can make our money and fill our coffers. It's like with competitiveness – if anyone found a cure for any of these huge diseases, they would just want to – the evil thing they would do was like copyright it or trademark it yes. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I they had, would sell it to the moon. I had this argument with somebody yesterday who was trying to – you know, the age-old, there is a cure for cancer. They just don't want you to have it. Mm-hmm. And I, I go, look, you crazy bastard. I go, if there was a cure – you understand you would be the richest man in the history of yes. the world because – and let me let you in a secret – People are going to keep getting cancer. And if you're the guy who patented the drug, they're going to have to come to you, the one guy with the cure for cancer. Right. It just, you think chemo's expensive. What's wrong with you? But you'll still get these guys. They know how to cure. They just don't let you do it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. They they want to group everybody. That's what people uh, with brains that don't work very well, frankly, (laughs) where the stops. They, They go to this vague they. They don't want you. It's like... There's no group. It's same thing with like racism. It's like, oh well, they. This is what they're trying to. No, they're not a cohesive group. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. black people's meetings. There's no pharmaceutical everybody in the industry meetings. There's no white people meetings. Yeah, the, the big, like the, big the, the big gay get together. The big gay get together conspiracy meeting. Right, queer, right. We're gonna, we're just gonna queer up the world. That's just what we gotta do. Oh, I know, I know, I know. The liberal agenda. Yeah. Like, there's all these people in this huge warehouse being like, when, when are we going to get everyone gay? We must get. <laughs> 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 like, get out of here. No one gets along that well. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it's all very real. But this is why people love Time Suck, man, and they and they love your comedy specials because there's there's a, a an ability you have to skewer hypocrisy in a super entertaining way. And uh, and oh, then also you. you you also love digging into the weirdest stuff that I loved as well. Oh, I do, I do. I know, I know. People were writing, I guess, you about the uh, the the dolphin sex experiments and oh. some of the weirder things we've done. Yeah, Peter Nygaard was a recent one. I heard you were getting some. Uh, oh yeah, no, we got emails on Nygaard about how he would ha- get girls pregnant on his island, like uh, Epstein style, and then they yep. said he would. They would have abortions, and he would yep. take the fetal cells, and he was trying to young himself up with the with the fetal cells. Yeah, he was. He is like a conspiracist dream. Because some of the evil stereotypes about the satanic cabal of, you know, uh, wealthy pedophiles who are sacrificing children and then drinking their adrenochrome, which is not even a real thing. But it's like, yeah. but then some Peter Nygaard comes along and he actually did do something that feels like it's out of a, a, a QAnon chat room where he, yeah, he impregnated young women. He was obsessed with like, you know, as he's getting older, because he was active as a, pedo- as a pedophile and a sexual predator for over 50 years. Right, right. I mean, they didn't catch him until his late 70s. He was like the Canadian Jeffrey Epstein, but like more prolific and went on for longer. And to, as he got older, he got more and more obsessed. You know, he's doing HGH and testosterone therapy, all the things. And then he wants to do like stem cell therapy. And, and there is benefits to stem cell therapy. But then he gets in this weird... Uh, thing in his head where there's no proof for this, that if you have like genetic similarity to the stem cells, that it would be even more beneficial for you. And that's not necessarily true, especially the way he was doing it. But, but he thought it was. So he would, he would start these little clinics or get these doctors that had questionable ethics to go along with this. And he would impregnate young women, sometimes underage, get them to have abortions and then use stem cells from his own aborted fetus to try to get younger. Good night. Now, I, yeah. I mean, I remember reading about the the sexual assaults and just thinking, also, dude, I don't know what's up with that hair, but goddamn. And I know. And like, I'm like, you look like a filthy wizard pimp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and but I didn't know about the rest of that. I mean, that that's dark. Yeah. He yeah he was uh, yes yeah, super super dark and and with him it kind of it just went on for so so long like. uh that's what he was scary to me in a, in a sense where I'm like, man, you, you were in your late seventies and you're still like trying to like, you know, go to parties and get, you know, young women. It's like, no, you ever get tired of it. You ever want to do anything else. You, uh, and, and just, and you know, it's like, we were talking about the Epstein thing. Like I find it feasible and I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I do find yeah. it feasible that someone smoked him because to me, I go, look, I don't think that there was any satanic, cannibal pedophile people do i think that that right. dude and a bunch of wealthy rich people were banging teenagers yeah i sure do yeah because i think that's what creepy bastards do and right right so i'm like yeah if the in, in no way is it hard for me to imagine like we've watched how the organized crime will take care of somebody who may have information on a more right. uh, important yep. person and so you go hey, you gotta go you've got to go now Exactly, exactly, because that, that's logical. It's like I, I think the same thing. It's like with, with Epstein and some pervy friends who had a lot of money, uh, were they uh, abusing uh, young women and girls and yes. covering it up? Did somebody kill them so they didn't get exposed? Yeah, absolutely, totally believe that. Yeah. But then when people want to jump it further and be like, well, there's this you know, international cabal of all these wealthy, powerful people, and all they want to do is have sex with kids. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> Like, that's what you want to do when you get a certain amount of money. And it's like, 
I think people believe that because it's just um, it's more exciting than the truth that like if if one percent of the random population wants to do that, well, that means that one percent of like wealthy people too. Yes, exactly. And so they focus on these powerful. What they don't focus on is the one percent of the trailer park of like you know uh, Daryl, you know, fingering his nieces. (laughs) No one's jumping (laughs) and and taking him to being like an international you know power player in some pedophile ring. He's just creepy uncle. Yeah, yeah. Well, that well, that's th- also the thing is I go satanic, cannibal, pedophile. I go. So you're telling me you really believe they want to f their food before they eat it? I mean, just, <laughs> just right, just that part. I'm like, come on, man. Let's let's just work this oh. out in our own heads. If you, when have you ever known one person to go, man? This cheeseburger would have been so much better if I stuck my ding dong in it. <laughs> oh my god, I I have it. Okay, I'm so glad this is so, what's such a ridiculous thing to say, but I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, <laughs> But have you ever heard of the Ripper Crew out of Chicago? No. Oh, man. If you're going to listen to any episode, uh, another episode here soon, do that one. We did it a few weeks ago. And it is, again, like a a conspiracist dream where it was a group of four guys in Chicago. Um, I want to say it's been a few weeks now, late 70s. Um, They were Robin Gecht was the ringleader. Um, I have to like... Oh, yeah, they were apprehended in 82. So, like, early 80s, and I think it started in the late – no, just it was just 81 to 82. That's right. Okay. They drove this van around. The, the, the leader had a satanic altar he made in his attic and just a bunch of occult books and pentagrams and blah, blah, blah. I don't think he probably knew that much about theology. Probably just like, oh, it's cool to feel evil and pretend right. I'm talking to Satan or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he gets these three other guys to drive around with him in this kill van, but they did the most disturbing ritual – um, they would get women, they would use essentially piano wire to remove their breasts, <sighs> bring the breasts back to their satanic altar, masturbate onto the breast, the severed breast, cut it up and eat it. That was their ritual. Like, so, they, they, we, then they, oops, they would cream pie the breast yeah. and, then, yeah. and then eat it raw. Yep. Wow. There's a whole lot going on. Because, yeah, you're right. To that point, you just don't normally think that's what people are looking for. Like, I mean. But, yeah. but those guys were. I just think, like, the guy, the main guy talked the other ones into it at first. <laughs> if I'm one of the other guys, okay, to go real dark here for a second. Yeah. And I do this. Because I'm, it's, I'm supposed to get power from this ritual. And then I don't get anything. Like, why are you doing it the second time? Like, why are you like, <laughs> just, I'm mad. I'm I, like, dude, I, feel, I ate your jizz. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say is, I feel like this is like a weird homoerotic thing, and the breasts were just an excuse to eat each other's semen. <laughs> like, right, right. You just wanted to see our wieners. Yeah, yeah. And you wanted to eat our stuff, and it's like, I haven't levitated once. I have no ability <laughs> to read people's minds. I just have a bad taste in my mouth and a horrible memory. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I just recently had, had read into weird. I didn't realize the subgenres of Satanism, and like yeah. uh, the ones who believe they're uh, 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 are they theists that, that believe there's actually a form of a devil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And then there's the ones who don't believe there's a real devil. Devil. They just they just believe in just getting it on with each other and doing whatever you want and basically just living a, a life with no consequences. And, and, well, and, and not even and not even that. Like I've looked into Satan quite. It's like it actually is one of the more ethical uh, <laughs> belief systems, uh, ironically. Right. And, and, it, and it's generally just a reaction. Like um, Levian Satanism is just a, a mockery of Christianity. It's right. it's, it's right. just um, 
but they don't believe in anything as far as, you know, like a, an intelligent God doing anything here on earth. And it is just like this philosophy of like hedonism, but with some boundaries, you know, don't do things to kids. There's like, you know, their versions of the 10 commandments kind of sentence. Right. Right. So there's some ethics thrown in, but yeah, like it's rare to find the deist. It's rare to find the quote unquote Satanist who actually believes in the Christian devil or some version of that and, and wants to like pledge their life to this supposedly evil being. Yeah. No, that's that's the ones I go really. So you're you're all just gonna sit around in the dark room just waiting for the 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 ho- the hoof to come click clocking in like you you just think and and because right, right. why did you joke about that the exact concept that it's far too dirty for me to <laughs> share verbatim but like but, but but like the stereotype of being able to sell your soul to the devil or the old story or cliche whatever yeah not the right term here but like. Uh, it's so it, that's so ludicrous as a as a thought that that could happen that you could sell your soul to the devil and then he's going to give you riches because if that was true there would be way more rich people there would be <laughs> yes, yes. very little homelessness yeah <laughs> like yeah like it, it, and that it, was the, that was a joke I made I think was like you mean to tell me that some guy you know like in an alley you know sl- sleeping in his urine stained clothes and he's <laughs> you know blowing somebody for <laughs> for right. crack yeah. And the devil comes along and is like, I can make all this go away. And he's going to be like, get out of here, devil. Uh-uh. And he's like, put the mirror back in his mouth. Not me. <laughs> like, not my soul. <laughs> it's like that guy would sell his soul for a taco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, listen, I, I cannot. Well, listen, there's, a, there's a, a hundreds of thousands of people that agree with you uh, through Time Suck who literally understand exactly what you're <laughs> talking about. Um, guys, find the Time Suck podcast. I won't keep you forever, man. But Time Suck podcast, of course. And then, and then, how, what's the name? What's the one that you kept? I'm sorry that I don't have it. In front scared of to you. death. That's okay. Scared, scared to death. Scared to death is the one you kept. Yep, yep. So uh, paranormal horror, ghost stories, exorcisms, demonic possession, that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, then Time Suck, which is about true crime, cults, all. You know, yeah, all the stuff. Hey, did you go to? Uh, did, when you were in Scotland, did you go to Edinburgh? I, I did. We did only have, spent a day there. Man, that city's cool. Did you get to the close? Did you get where they they sealed all those people with the plague in? No, no, we we, we didn't. We didn't have much time. We just walked around where the old university was and kind of like the historic part of town. But I did not see that. Oh, it, up near the castle that you know where they when the plague was coming because of the Roman yeah. walls, they couldn't. The, you, you you know they just basically sealed people in and built on top of them. And oh my God, uh, it's super it's dark. I've been there twice now. And then you can walk through, oh. they've opened it up and you can see the little rooms and, and the stuff. And they, they tell you the story about how it all worked. Like they didn't realize it was fleas. And so they didn't know how it was spreading the yeah. plague. And they just literally walled it off with stone and let the people die. Wow. And God, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, for all the, for all the terrible things, you know, that we read about happening in the last several decades, you go back to medieval Europe and it's like, that same stuff happened, but it happened to to thousands. Oh, <laughs> oh and there's a, a there's a graveyard there, Friars Grave Friars uh, graveyard around the corner, and it's, it's I, like I've been there there three times because I could walk in that thing all day. Like it's like going to uh, where where Morrison is buried with Oscar Wilde and Mozart and uh, Pierre Lachaume. Oh, in in uh, Paris. Yeah, and the yeah. Gra- the graves like I'll do that all day. I'm a super weirdo, and of course the catacombs in Paris, which is yeah, fascinatingly I- strange. I, I, for some reason, I had never driven by New York, and now I'm blanking on the name of it, but the largest cemetery in the U.S. I think over 3 million people interred there. It yeah. is gigantic. 
gigantic. Yeah, you fly over it on the on the airplane when you fly in. It, uh, depending on what uh, how, what direction, I've, I know exactly what you mean. And you're like, God damn, that's big. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Oh, dude. Or how about the I island where like, where all the Jane Does and John Does get buried? Oh, I don't know about that one. It's just off the coast of Manhattan. There's a little island, and uh, and when you're an unclaimed body, when you're a hobo, when you're homeless, whatever you are, whatever happened, what? you just get you're just there's just mass graves, and they go out there and just fill the hole and cover it over. Oh my God! Oh, just to leave you with something before I before I go here, I know uh, Jake was also talking about that frogging concept you guys have been talking about recently. Oh, dude, that lady... look up the, look up the Denver Spider Man. Okay. Theodore Coney's is his name, and this happened a long time ago. But he hid in someone's attic in Denver for nine months. He killed him, and then and but then they, but, then Theodore Coney killed the people that, that he was in their house. Yeah, he killed he killed he killed uh, the person that was living living there. But but he would be, he confessed later before he killed them, building up to it for weeks. He would sneak down in the middle of the night, and when they would walk around, he would follow them around mm. the house. And, and then he and he'd go back up to his tiny little attic, and he would, they called him the Spider Man because I guess he would eat some of the spiders up there, and like he was just out of his mind. And he would, and it was a tiny, tiny little attic, like he he only had room to lay down, and he stayed up there like that for nine months. That's fascinating, dude. And, and, and here's the other: this is not scary or killer, but Jake and I tracked this down the other day. Since we're thinking of weird stuff that just popped into my head, um, the guy's name was Fitzpatrick. Um, what was his first name, Jake? Thomas is Thomas Fitzpatrick is in a bar in New York City in Manhattan in 40. Yeah. I think the first time was in 48. And uh, uh, or was it 58? 56. 56 and then again in 58. So in 1956, he's in a bar, gets into an argument, one of those typical bar arguments. I can get from New Jersey to the Manhattan in 15 minutes. No, you can't. Leaves the bar, goes to the <laughs> airport, Teterboro. Steals an airplane, yeah. takes off, and lands it on the street in front of the bar. It's all the newspapers covered it. <laughs> the crazy bastard. And even the owner of the airplane wouldn't press charges, and, and they were like, all right, don't do it again. Two years later, gets hammered, does it again at a different bar three blocks away. Oh, my God. I mean, it's, it's pretty epic. It's fantastic. We can hook you up with the guy, the last guy who wrote an article, um, I think, for a, a local newspaper in the area. And and he's super fascinated with it, like like we were. We've got the guy's name and phone number for you. Oh, that's oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, I those, I love those little known stories. You know, like the digging. You're like, what? This this is this person's actual life. Well, back in the just it's so crazy. You think in the fifties, a guy just drunk his balls in a barge. He just came back from the Korean War, and he makes his bet. He goes, he steals an airplane, flies it with no radar, no lights on, no radio contact, <laughs> and he lands it on a city street in Manhattan, New York. And, and and doesn't crash it, doesn't damage it in any way. They got to take the the wings off in order to take the thing back to Teterboro. And if, it was just uh, oh my god, they just don't make crazy bastards like this anymore. If God if God exists, that guy got laid that night. He had to. Yeah, if if yeah. he didn't, then we're definitely just floating here on a rock with no point to our life. Guys, I'm telling you, if you enjoyed any of this, or at least his part, Time Suck is what you want to listen to. TimesuckPodcast.com, uh, cults, paranormal, serial killers, conspiracies, uh, and of course, find all the specials, man. Revenge is near, crazy, with a capital F. And uh, let's just, I'm just going to keep beating you down about why have we not seen a Kansas City date? You know, I think I, think I have one coming. I, I was uh, vacation mode. We had a bunch of dates come in. And I did it at the start of the tour, but now, now I think I'm, I think I'm doing a theater there next year. I think I'm coming back for a.
a theater. I'm 99% sure I am, actually. Man, let so me I, know. It uh, has before. to be. It's either the Uptown or the Midland. It's one of the two. Yes. Yes, I think it is one of those two. So I will, um, once I get that all advertised, I'll have to, like, uh, hit you guys up. And, but, and I, yeah, love to, love to see you guys again in person. Yeah, dude, listen, I got to... Uh... I gotta see, and if you've got anything uh, new that you collect, anything weird been mailed to you because of the time suck deal? Have you ended up with any murderbilia? I kept, mess- man, I wanted to ask you that. Like, there's so much stuff out there on these murderbilia websites. I figured somebody yeah. at some point was either gonna mail you something or at least sponsor your show. And I, you know, I don't know why murderbilia wouldn't be like a huge sponsor on on time suck. We have a lot of art. We have a lot of art, you know, inspired by crazy things. Like, we definitely have a a crazy looking studio inside as far as like dark artwork all over the place. I don't know that we have any like uh murderbilia like that. We, we have like random like trading cards and paintings and the dolls and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, we have somebody who's like uh, some kind of practical effects person and they, uh, they sent us a cool like severed arm, but it, it looks so real like silicon, but it looks so real with a uh, scared to death carved in it. And now we have another one with time suck carved in it. Oh, uh, we have a lot of weird things, crazy mannequins, I will send you pictures as soon as we get off here. So I go to that haunt show every year, and there's a guy there who does those incredibly hyper-realistic hands, the silicone hands. And I had, you know, Greg on the show, his hands are completely tattooed. I had them go to a tattoo artist and replicate his hands so they're cut off at the wrist, you know, and you can see the bone, the blood, and everything. But I'm telling you, we even found his, uh, his Indian head ring and put that on the silicone hands, and then I gave them to him in a lunchbox for his birthday. <laughs> and and it literally, it's the creepiest thing because it turned out to be one of the greatest gifts I've ever given anyone because I'm so in love with it because it's when you put all, all four of them together, they're just, it's just identical. And it's, it's so Wild. creepy. So creepy. And oh man, they're and they're getting with that animatronic stuff now. I can't remember. It's some London-based company, but I saw a video a while back in the past few months where they're that uncanny valley effect with like dolls' faces not quite matching human faces. You know? Yeah, yeah. Creepy. It's not quite there. There's one that uh, in this like it's like a silicon face, and all they they had little I don't know they replicated all the fine muscle movements of the face for like changing expressions. It's insanely realistic. I'm like, man, we're getting close. We're getting close to a Westworld-looking robot. Man, you you need to think about, I, I don't know if it's January or February this year, but the Transworld, I know that's a weird name for it, but it's always been named Transworld. And uh, <laughs> Transworld Haunt Show happening in St. Louis. Uh, they moved it up earlier, so I know it's January or February this time. And uh, you should seriously think about meeting me down there in St. Louis. Yeah, man, I'd love to, like, now, now that um, the kids are getting a little older, I'm actually... Uh, we're take, taking like adult trips, which is nice, instead of just like, you know, just touring and doing a, and now they're not, I don't tour as often because of the podcast. So I would love to do a, a hang somewhere. Man, you'd love this haunt show. It's it's huge. And it's the big one. It's the, the one for all the haunted houses in America, those big, you know, professional ones. And these are the guys from yeah. the smallest thing to $100,000 animatronics. Wow. Yeah. That's a, yeah. The animatronic stuff, I just, it blows my mind. Just Me that, too. How the tech's evolving there. No, I'm a huge fan, huge fan of it all. And the projection mapping they do now, and just there's a whole lot of just minutiae and stuff you can create yourself, but it would be amazing for your studio. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, we don't have any, like, animatronic stuff. That would be the, the, the next step. I've got so many things I need to send you. I just need to, I just need to put a box <laughs> together and just send it to you, man. It's just, I just, it's not doing it. It's not getting its just due sitting in my house. I just need to box some stuff up and just send you a surprise box. I, I would love it. I, I love um, just when I follow you on Instagram and just see the pictures of what you have going on. 
I love the weird stuff you have in your house. All right, brother. Listen, I love you, man. And I, I am just, I'm just so happy you. for you. I, uh, dude, I tell everybody I meet, even in this industry, if you guys, uh, at some point, somebody's going to approach you and try to buy uh, Time Suck. I know that. There's no way they're not. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, thanks. Yeah. Now we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun path to be on right now. That's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's fun to listen to, you, man. Listen, you take care of yourself. I'll talk to you soon. All right, you too, Johnny. See you, man. It's Dan Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S. Find the specials. Find his comedy. Find his podcast. I'm telling you, man. It's a, I, as a rule, think podcasts sound like dick. I just go, it's just an, I'm just not entertained. Joe Rogan, I think, does a nice job. I think there's good ones out there. Sure. But he stands out far and away. I'm it, telling you, if you have a long trip to take, pull one and, and see what you think. Uh, Mike, no, you know what? I think Mike would like it. Because... No matter what. He does love crime. He, it's really well put together. Yeah. And he's such an interesting guy anyway. Yeah. He's so easy to get, you know, pulled into. For- yeah. Timesuckpodcast.com. Timesuck, one word, podcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 